What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 81 of the Sports Card Second Podcast. Today, um, I'm going to be doing my divisional round uh, reaction recap and also my outlook on the championship round. Um, I'm really excited for this year. Uh, like last year, the Bengals are looking great. That's my team. Um, so hopefully um, we keep our run alive. Um, we dominated the Bills, um, which I'm going to get into in a second. But uh, I'm really excited to see um, you know what happens in this uh, ASC championship against the Chiefs. And I'm going to get into that in a second as well. Um, I know you guys want to hear my reaction to the Patrick Mahomes situation. So we're going to get into that right after this break. Before we do, though, um, you guys can reach out to me at my email, sportscardsecond.gmail.com, um, if you have any feedback about the show. All right, guys, we'll get into my recap right after this quick break. All right, guys, so we're going to start with the AFC side of things here. Um, and we're going to start on day one of uh, the divisional round. Um, I thought this was actually a really interesting divisional round. There was a lot of upsets in round one uh, from what I saw. So uh, I thought, you know, some of these matchups were definitely lopsided, like the first one I'm going to get into. Uh, there's not really much explaining that needs to be done here, but the Giants versus the Eagles. Um, really, if you think about it, uh, it's pretty obvious which team is the better team. Uh Daniel Jones, 15 for 27, 135 yards, zero touchdowns, a pick. Uh, he just never got going. And the main reason why is the Eagles controlled time of possession. They had 35 uh, minutes compared to the Giants, 24. They also ran 12 more plays, uh, which is obvious. This game was 38 to 7 in the Eagles' favor, um, which honestly could have been worse. Um, Jalen Hurts, honestly, though, only 16 for 24, only 154 yards and two touchdowns. One thing I really did notice um, in these games, there was never really a breakout quarterback and there wasn't a shootout. A lot of these games were balanced offenses, um, and no quarterback really exploded in this game, in any of these games, um, for a lot of yards, but... Uh, Hurts, uh, you know, a couple touchdowns passing, but really where the Eagles controlled the game uh, was in the run. Kenneth Gainwell having probably his game of the season, 12 carries, 112 yards, a touchdown. He averaged nine yards a carry. Um, that's kind of what we're – I mean, we're seeing crazy numbers all down the board. Miles Sanders, 17 for 90, averaging five yards a carry. Uh, Jalen Hurts, nine carries for 34 yards, uh, one rushing touchdown, and then Boston Scott. Six for 32, 5.3 yards to carry. Again, one rushing touchdown for him as well. So three rushing touchdowns for the Eagles. Uh, that's really just tough to stop. Um, their O-line is great. Um, and in the receiving game, they only had five different receivers. Uh, Devontae Smith having probably one of his better games this season. Six for 61 and a touchdown. And Dallas Goddard, who is back from injury, um, great to see that for the Eagles. Um, he had five for 58 in the touchdown. A.J. Brown really was uh, covered well by the Giants. He only was three for 22, and then no other notable receivers there. Um, so that was the Eagles' side of things. I mean, it's obvious that uh, the Eagles just controlled, um, controlled the line of scrimmage in that game. Uh, and when you rush for 268 yards in game, 
Average six yards to play. That's tough to stop. Um, 416 total yards for the Eagles compared to the Giants, 227. That pretty much explains this lopsided effort by the Giants. Um, I'm not even going to get into their stats because there just really isn't anything crazy notable. Uh, one thing I did notice, though, is Saquon Barkley was nine carries for 61 yards, averaging 6.8 yards per carry. I know the Giants were playing from behind, but if they had gotten Saquon going even more, I feel like this could have been a massive game for him. Uh, if it was a closer game, but obviously they did have to throw a lot, which they didn't. I don't know what happened, but it, that's just kind of a weird game. It was obvious the Eagles were better, so let's move on to the other AFC or other NFC game. This game was kind of a defensive battle. Um, it was a weird game. Uh, you know, everything about Brett Maher missing a bunch of extra points. He missed another one in this game. So just quite interesting to see the trust. Um, he just didn't – he wasn't trusted, not going to lie. Um, he did make two of his field goals, uh, which was good. I'm glad to see that. Um, honestly, I felt bad for the guy, and I was glad his confidence was boosted up a little more. All right, let's start with the Cowboys side of things. This game was 19-12 to in the 49ers' favor. And if you guys have not seen the final play for the Cowboys, I, I would watch it. They lined Ezekiel Elliott up at center, and he was the only blocker, and they sent – I don't know what happened. It was the weirdest play. They didn't even send everybody long, and they just kind of stood there. I just, I don't know. The Cowboys are the weirdest team in late-game situations. I'm sure you guys have seen the famous uh, Dak Prescott uh, where he failed to spike it last year against the 49ers in the wildcard round. So uh, the Cowboys have horrible luck against the 49ers in the playoffs. Um, honestly, once again, this is another game, even though a lot closer matchup than obviously the Eagles-Giants, but I felt like um, the 49ers were just the better team once again here. Um, even though uh, the Cowboys did have a decent offense, it was just came down to the defensive side of things in this game, especially when it's a 12 to 19 game. Like that's just not that's a weird that's just a weird game. Um, so like I said, let's start off with the Cowboys side of things. Uh, they honestly, this game was pretty balanced on offense. Uh, only the Cowboys you know, name of the game they did not do well in, and that is because of a, a big injury to Tony Pollard, who in my opinion is their best player um, on the team. Uh, I feel like once he went down, uh, once Zeke had to come in, it just wasn't the right fit for them, uh, especially against this 49ers defense, which we all know is really hard to run against, which is how the Cowboys have won a lot of their games. But – Here's the main problem, which is the opposite of what the Eagles had. Ezekiel Elliott, 10 carries for 26 yards, average of 2.6 yards. Tony Pollard, only 6 carries because of the injury, 22 yards, average of 3.7. So that is their problem there, um, obviously. You know, uh, the 49ers, like I said, impossible to run against, and that's the Cowboys' name of the game. Um, and just the Cowboys just couldn't get going this game. I mean, honestly, neither team could, in my opinion, but uh, – the 49ers are just the better team, and that's how the law of averages work in football. Uh, receiving, C.D. Lamb did kind of go crazy. Ten catches for 117 yards, did not have a touchdown. The only touchdown um, for the Cowboys actually went to Dalton Schultz, who was 5 for 27 with a touchdown. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had the first play of the game, made a catch for 15 yards, and was not seen again in that game. Um well, he was seen, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't. I don't even know if he was targeted again. Um, but 
yeah, the when you only score one touchdown in an NFL playoff game, you're probably gonna lose. Um, and the it the Cowboys honestly got lucky; it was so close. Dak threw two picks as well, um, so that is pretty rough. Um, the guys that had the pick, Fred Warner, who was all over the place, had seven tackles and two assists. And then I'm not gonna say that name, but he had a pick as well. I'm sure you're, if you guys are 49ers fans, you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so just the 49ers controlled uh, the defensive side of things. And then on offense, honestly, the 49ers weren't uh, superb either, which with the weapons they have, you'd think they they would be, but they weren't. Um, Brock Purdy, I mean, he's Brock Purdy, 19 for 29, 214 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, which I don't even know if he's found a pick yet, which is really surprising me. Um, so running the ball, honestly, the Niners were just, they weren't good either. And that's surprising since they have three or four, if you want to say, uh, running guys that can run pretty well. Um, Elijah Mitchell was their leading rusher. He had 14 carries for 51 yards, only 3.6 average yards per carry. Also, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who you guys know, of course, um, 10 for 35, only 3.5 yards per carry, had a touchdown. Debo Samuel was locked up by the Cowboys defense, four carries for 11 yards. And then Kyle Juszczyk, the fourth guy I think they can run. He's just a great blocker for that team as well. Had one carry for eight yards. Just wanted to throw that in there because I like the guy. Um, receiving, George Kittle led the team five for 95. No touchdowns. No no passing touchdowns, like I said. So, I mean, really just two touchdowns in the game. That's basically the story game. It was not really that fun to watch. Um, Debo Samuel, only four for 45. And Christian McCaffrey only six for twenty-two receiving, uh, for an average of three point seventy yards. Also, Brandon Ayuk was nowhere to be seen. He was two for twenty-six, um, so not the best game from him either. But like I said, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa were just getting to the quarterback, and also Warner was just all over the place. Dropped into coverage, made the pick. He was rushing the quarterback. I just kept seeing number fifty-four all over the field. So, um. I just when when you see a star player like Fred Warner um having a game like he had, it's tough to beat that. So uh kudos to him and kudos to Brock Purdy taking the team to the championship game against the Eagles. That's gonna be interesting to watch. Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts. Um I think the Eagles are gonna win that just strictly because um it's Brock Purdy. Like I just don't think the run can stay alive. Um, for Mr. Irrelevant, um, and I mean, I just don't, I just don't know how Brock Purdy can win an NFC Championship game. I mean, I know he has George Kittle, C Mac, Debo, um, just all these guys that are crazy, but um, it's just impossible to, um, you know, give give him a chance. Like I just don't know how. Brock Purdy could win an NFC Championship game. Uh, give me your guys' thoughts on that. Um, but I just don't know how I can win. So now moving on to the AFC side of things, we're going to first go to what I feel like is probably going to be the biggest story for a while now. Um, the Chiefs versus Jaguars game. Man, the Chiefs pulled out a tough one. Uh, and we all know the story. Patrick Mahomes uh, went down with a – 
high ankle sprain, or at least that's what the Chiefs are telling us. Um, not going to lie. I don't know if I believe that. I think it might be worse than that, but it, they're just telling us that because they want us to think that uh, Patrick is going to play. Um, honestly, this is kind of another weird game. I feel like all of these games were just weird. I just I don't know what happened. But the Jaguars had a pretty solid game. Uh, I mean, only losing 27-20 to the Chiefs. And obviously nobody gave him a chance against this team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he had a pretty decent game. Wasn't amazing. But uh, 24 for 39, 217 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um, in another one of these games where if they weren't playing from behind, their running back, uh, they're probably best player, most explosive player on the field. Travis Etienne, 10 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. I just wish they weren't playing from behind. He would have had a crazy game. Um and they really were just running the ball well. Even to Michael Hasty, four for thirty-six and nine yards a carry. Trevor Lawrence, three for twenty-six, eight point seven yards a carry. And also Christian Kirk and Jamal Agnew got in on the party. Uh Kirk one for eighteen and Agnew only a two yard carry. Uh receiving side of things, uh, there were three really notable receivers. Um Zay Jones, five for eighty-three. He did a great. Uh, Christian Kirk was all over the field, 7 for 52 and a touchdown. And then Evan Ingram, 5 for 31 as well there. Um, defensive side things, nothing too crazy. And uh, Riley Patterson did make two field goals. So uh, got them six points there. Uh, now moving over to the Chiefs side of things. Uh, Chad Henney did come in uh, when Patrick was down. Uh, he was 5 for 7 with 23 yards and had a touchdown. He led a long drive, um, which he did hand off the ball seemingly 100 times on that drive. But um, he did okay on that as well. Um, honestly, when, once again, when you look at the stats, really balanced. Uh, tied exactly in rushing yards at 144. Passing yards, only 13 different to the Chiefs. And like I said, only 13 different total yards because rushing yards are tied. Uh, the Jaguars were averaging actually more per play, 5.8 to 5.4, and they did have less total plays, which is a, a little bit of a problem, and the Chiefs destroyed them in time of possession by 11 minutes. Again, the time of possession really matters in these type of games. Um, so that's also another reason why you can't get Etienne going. Even though he's averaging six yards a carry, you have to throw. So that is really tough. Uh for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, 22 for 30, 195 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he was literally hopping around every play. He'd go for a handoff and just start hopping after he handed the ball off. Um, he was really just not putting weight on that. So it's going to be rough for him to play. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how he'll play. Um, honestly, I want him to play. I don't I don't want the Bengals to go against Chad Haney because we're going to be like, oh, you played Chad Haney. You know, everybody will be hating on the Bengals. So, I'd hate for that to happen, um, but it will be interesting to see um, how well he plays, and obviously he's going to be very limited this week in practice, so we're probably not going to have a update till last minute, um, so that that is definitely something we need to watch. I don't know how the Chiefs win, uh, especially against offense explosive as the Bengals. I don't know how they win against that team, so we'll see. Um, what happens in that game. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, like I said, 22 for 30, 195 yards, two touchdowns, and Chad Haney, five for seven, which is actually pretty good, 23 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but really, 
uh, another great game by these two young, um, you know, more these guys are almost built like slot receivers to me. Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. Pacheco, 12 for 95, an average of 7.9 yards per carry, and Jarek McKinnon was really locked up today or yesterday, but uh, 11 for 25, 2.3 yards per carry. But really, Pacheco was just busting off explosive runs, um, and he was not able to be stopped uh, from what it seemed like to me. Um, in the receiving game, I mean, you got the GOAT on your team. Uh, basically, the game plan was throw it to Kelsey every time because I'm pretty sure the Jaguars have, like, the worst or second-worst uh, defense against tight ends. So they their game plan was throw it to Kelsey every time. Hopefully he catches it. Um, he was 14 for only 98 yards, but he did have two touchdowns. He only averaged seven yards a catch, but it was just fun to see Kelsey just going crazy like that. He just seemed to get the ball every single play. Uh, also, a couple other notable receivers, Kadarius Tony 5 for 36, and Juju Smith-Schuster, only 2 for 29. But, yeah, when you're throwing to Kelsey every play, uh, basically, um, that that just that's how other Chiefs have a chance every game. When you got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, um, it's just it's really hard to stop two possible goats. I mean, Mahomes, to me, could be a top-three quarterback all time, and then Kelsey is obviously – the greatest tight end of all time. Sorry, Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates, but nobody's even close to Travis Kelsey. Uh, another One other notable receiver for the Chiefs, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, only one catch for six yards, but he did catch the only other touchdown besides Kelsey's. Um, so that was, you know, a little, I mean, he just didn't do much in the game except for that quick uh, end zone strike. For the Chiefs' defense, the guy that had the pick was Jalen Watson, and nobody really had a ton of tackles. Nick Bolton did have six tackles and four assisted tackles, so that is interesting to see. Uh, Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap are going to be some guys to watch in the Bengals game, considering that they have three starting O-linemen out. So that is something to pay attention to is those two guys pressuring the quarterback, especially against our weakened uh, the Bengals' weakened offensive line. All right. On to the final game, uh, the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the Bengals versus the Bills. It will be the Bengals versus Chiefs, I was going to say that. But uh, this game was just dominated by the Bengals, I'm not going to lie. Uh, they just were not – They the, the Bills honestly could not stop their offense, especially um, in the first half. The Bengals had more first-half yards, um, total yards, than they did against the – Ravens last week, so that was great to see. Uh, time possession was controlled by the Bengals by seven minutes. Um, I've been going over the importance of that. But also, uh, third down efficiency for the Bengals, six for ten on third down. 30 first downs to the Bills, 18. Uh, total yards, 412 to 325 for the Bengals. The Bills did control passing yards, but in the rushing game, 172 rushing yards to the 63 for the Bills and the Bengals did control yards per play by 0. .6, 5.8 to 5.2. Uh, let's take a look at Joe Burrow, 23 for 36, 242 yards, two touchdowns. Like I said, really no quarterback uh, had some insane numbers, but I expect that will change, um, especially on the NFC side in the Eagles versus 49ers game. Uh, Burrow, I mean, solid game from him, didn't have any really mess-ups um, and no picks from him. 
he should have had three touchdowns, but the refs made a horrible call. Um, I'll let you guys judge that for yourself. You can look it up um, on YouTube or whatever. Uh, Joe Mixon, 20 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. He was great. Like I said, the rushing game was really controlled by the Bengals. And also, P. Ryan, um, I love him as a running back, too. He's had great games um, when he's had to when Mixon's been out, and he had seven carries for 33 yards as well. Uh, Burrow, six carries for 31 yards, and Jamar Chase also had one end around, which was actually a crucial uh, first down. He reached out and got it for us, so... Um, even though it says three yards in the column, it was really important in that game. Uh, also, like I said, March H should add six for like 80 yards, but it was five for 61 and a touchdown. Um, great game from him. And then right behind him, Hayden Hurst, five for 59 and a touchdown. Um, so both of them had a really good games. Another guy with five catches for the Bengals, Samajay Piran, five for 31. So three guys with five catches, that was really important to uh, for the Bengals. Um, also, T. Higgins, three for 28, and Tyler Boyd, one catch for 23 yards. Um, you know, lo- uh, you know, below average games for them, but when Hurst and Piran can pick up some of that slack, um, that is, that's fine with me. Um, the pick for the Bengals was made by Cam Taylor. Also, Mike Hilton was all over the field. He had six tackles and two assisted tackles, but he was also pressuring the quarterback out of that a spot um, in the safety spot. So that was really good to see uh, there. Um, also, uh, we saw some great a great game by Eli Apple and Jesse Bates as well. Um, also, Logan Wilson um, should have – I think he had that one play. Uh, Josh Allen, they said he moved his arm forward. Um, he didn't. So seemingly all the calls went to the Bills. But he did have a couple uh, good pressures as well. So – uh, some great games there by the defense. And now for the Bill side of things, Josh Allen, 25, only 25 of 42 for 265 yards, no touchdowns, and eight interceptions. That is why the Bills lost this game. Uh, when Josh Allen, I mean, if you have a guy not over, you know, not even over 280 yards, didn't have a passing touchdown, um, that's rough. They only did have one touchdown in this game. Uh, by Josh Allen Rush. He was their leading rusher, uh, eight carries for 26 yards, average of only 3.2 and a touchdown. And then Devin Singletary, six carries for 24 yards. And James Cook, five carries for 13 yards. Nobody really notable there. And then the receiving game, just nobody notable here either. Um, it just is weird to see this. Uh, Dawson Knox, five for 65. Uh, Shakir, uh, Khalil Shakir seemed to get open a ton, even though he only had two catches, two for 40 yards. Um, so he did have some big plays. Diggs was locked up by the Bengals secondary, only four for 35. And that is another reason why, uh, we were just controlling this game when Diggs just did not seem to get, um, enough touches. So that was important for us. Devin Singletary, five catches for 38 yards and Gabe Davis, uh, two for 34 and one more notable receiver. Uh, Cole Beasley, three catches for 33 yards. Um, So I just felt like uh, when Diggs just doesn't go crazy, that it's just hard for the Bills to do anything about that. Also, another reason, the Bills were uh, had some injuries. Um, I felt I think Poyer and Tredavious White both went down at one point. Also, Tredavious White was having a ton of horrible penalties in that game. Um, so that was uh, interesting. 
Uh, Tremaine Edmonds was all over the field having 10 tackles and two assisted tackles uh, for the Bills, and nobody had any picks, like I said, and there wasn't anything else too crazy um, there. Uh, honestly, the pressure just wasn't there, even though we did have three um, missing offensive linemen, uh, missing starters. Matt Milano did have the only sack of the game um, on Joe Burrow. And for kick returns, the Bengals did a great job against Naeem Hines, which you guys know went for two uh, kick return touchdowns last week. So he did great there um, last week, but not this week. <laughs> the Bengals did hold him, so that is great to see about special teams. And, yeah, the Bengals, like I said, just really controlled this game, and uh, that's that's really just how it happened. Um, but, yeah, that's going to wrap up. Uh, this week's episode, episode 81. Um, like I said, the Bengals um, are going to be a tough team to beat without Patrick Mahomes. So, actually, I got to do my predictions first. Um, so, my predictions are going to be the Bengals and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I just think um, the 49ers' weapons are crazy. Um, I just, I don't know. It's going to be a really tough uh, matchup with Brock Purdy at quarterback, but I just think. Uh, with the weapons they have, um, it's going to be tough to stop them. So I'm going to say Bengals 49ers. Uh, the NFC is going to be a really close game. The AFC, I think, could be a two-score game, but it'd probably be like eight to ten points in that range. Um, so, yeah, that will wrap up this week's episode, episode 81 of the Sports Card Second Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, leave a five-star rating review in Apple or Spotify ratings, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, It's Jacob signing off. Keep collecting. Peace.